Hello, 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 parking launchers, and welcome to another episode of the PLP, the Parking Launch Podcast. This is a place where everyone in the parking world can discover new ideas, where challenges can be solved, a place where we can come together and help each other out, and if it's entertaining, so be it. Uh, I am your humble host, Joshua Sternlicht. It's very exciting to be here today with you. Um, I am very excited. I have with me on this uh, today's roundtable episode, I have my two colleagues, Christina Iannuzzi. What's up, Nuzzi? How's it going? I'm Hi. so excited to be here. We're excited to have you. And I got my man, my main man, Dan Heber. Heebie-jeebies. How you doing? Main man. Do you really mean that, Josh? I mean that, Dan. Do you uh. see it? Can you feel it? You, you've you've touched my heart, and I'm excited to be here. I'm so happy to have you guys. Seriously, thank you for coming. Um, you know, I know uh, you got to be a little brave these days, and we're trying our best to take the proper precautions. What do you mean, Josh? Brave for what? There is um, there's a situation going on that's very serious outside of this beautiful red enclosed room. That's I don't know if I've heard anything. I'm confused. What's happening? Ah. Uh, Right? Will we ever get back to normalcy? I don't know. Uh, hopefully. 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 <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, it's like... You know what? I think we will. And you know how we're going to do it? Together. Together? Yeah. And we're going to... Six feet apart. Together, but <laughs> six... <laughs> yeah. Uh, Linking arms, six feet apart. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to do it together. We're going to do it through parking. I love this. It's a beautiful th- sentiment. Maybe if we solve all the issues of parking... Somewhere in the logarithm of that, we can figure out the vaccine to COVID. Yeah, like a snowball effect. Solving parking obviously leads to COVID vaccine. Obviously. That's that's what I'm thinking. All right, yes, we are in this, this uh, environment, in this landscape. Christina, you uh, are out there on the front lines. You talk to the operators. You talk to general managers. You really get in deep with these, uh, with their needs and their solutions and the challenges that they're facing. And um, Dan, you are researching the tech side. You do look into that and create. Um, oh, yeah. Our yeah, I mean, yeah, it sounds like you're calling me a modern day Thomas Edison. And sure, if, if that's what you're implying, <laughs> absolutely. It's exactly what I'm implying. Uh, that internship with Elon Musk definitely paid off. Yes, he, uh, he bestowed a lot of knowledge on me. <laughs> Are we going to Mars? Is that it? That's it. You know Let's what? Get in on the rocket head, ship. I'm already on Mars. <laughs> <laughs> so to bring that back, Christina, um, the front lines, what our operators, what our hotels are looking for, what developers are looking for. Yeah. You know, you hear like this digital contactless world. Those, those seem to be the buzz words. What exactly is that? What, what are we talking about when we when we say that? Yeah, it, it's definitely something that um, most businesses are, are kind of trying to figure out what is that, you know, what is that balance? How do we how do we solve this issue? How do we, especially in in instances with where where valet is a big um, a big piece of their business, you know, hotel um, managers are facing you know low capacity, right? Their their hotels are not at you know max capacity, and they need to be able to provide you know, just a, a simple solution for their guests. Contactless is is something that it's kind of like a buzzword that I feel like is being used, you know, kind of all across the, the industry. But what actually does it mean, right? W- and especially, you know, with yeah. a valet attendant, how do you have um, the ability to be completely contactless unless you've got autonomous vehicles, right? 
Mm-hmm. And so putting in place, you know, safety precautions, you know, just following all kind of, you know, general, you know, requirements. Um, but yeah, contactless digital payments have been a solution um, so to f- at least, you know, eliminate the use of paper tickets, at least um, create a simple way for a customer to drive up and pay for their parking from like their phone. Okay. So um, yeah, yeah, just for people at home where when we say contactless payments, we're talking about paying from your phone, not having to exchange cash with anyone, not having to even hand your credit card to anyone, right. just completely digital. Completely digital. Yeah. So there are some solutions that give you kind of like you can you can pay prior to arriving to your destination. Um, yeah. You can, um, they've, they've, we've got some solutions where, you know, the driver can drive up and receive a, a SMS, you know, a text message mm-hmm. and pay directly from their phone. Uh, so they, they can pull up and, and scan a QR code or text a four-digit code and basically receive a text again and pay directly from their phone. Um, so limiting the ability, like the, this contact, you know, between the attendant, limiting it to just kind of, okay, you know, the, the you know, pushing that payment th- through a digital, digital means seems to be um, a way to kind of help that. So I have a question about valet. You're bringing it up, right? So I have um, working with operators that have, uh, God, majority of their business was valet for restaurants. Mm-hmm. They, it hasn't come back yet. And then I hear that, well, some hotels are. Um, I have not seen a valet operation come back yet. So when people are like, it's coming back, it's still going to exist. It's still there. It's just, it's going to be in only of the, those kind of marquee hotel, um, you know, businesses. The, 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 the Roosevelt's of the world still yeah. have LA. And you got to think once this is, yeah. hopefully we get through this, right? People are still, like, valet is not going away for that elite experience. Yeah, I, I feel like. I don't think so. I, It'll I, change. But it's, it's, I do think that people do still want a, a you know, and be able to show up to a, a place, drop their car off, and go and, and have fun at whatever they're doing, whether yeah. it's an event, whether it's a hotel, whether it's whatever. People like their creature comforts, and obviously throughout COVID, it's been really hard on a lot of people to give up certain things, even temporarily. So for something like ballet to go away completely, I just don't see it happening. Can we talk about these autonomous cars, and I might be going off here, autonomous mm-hmm. cars and parking in research that you've done? How is that going to look like? with these cars that will drive themselves, what will parking be like in this in that world? I mean, I think in a autonomous uh, utopia where, you know, all cars are autonomous and they talk to each other, they talk to like a central hub, you know, I, I think the, uh, the kind of wishful thinking from a lot of people is that, you know, you, you might not even own a car anymore. Like you're... You might go to work, your car will drop you off at the office if, if you are still working at an office. Um, and then after it drops you off, it might go park somewhere, um, in which case it's going to have to talk to some sort of parking hub type of uh, network to find a place to park. If it doesn't do that, then it'll drive around and look for people to pick up and take to other places and then it'll know, you know, when your day typically ends, or you can 
tell it, be like, hey, come get me at 5 p.m., then it'll come pick you back up and take you home. Um, yeah, it seems like uh, I don't know how long into the future that is. Like, It's always it's five ten. to ten years. I think it's... 2030? I don't know when it's perfected. But yeah. my point, just for the discussion, is to say that with autonomous cars, I don't think... I think parking might even be more more valuable, and it might be like storage. Like it might just be instead of parking, it might just be where a car has to oh, be yeah. stored for a little little while. Yeah, what it? I mean, and the business will change in in that way. Absolutely, I th- I think uh, places that might not have been uh, known for parking might host cars, and vice versa. I mean, who knows? Like maybe gas stations once as they electrify and start to have charging stations maybe they're also parking hubs too like mm-hmm. these are things that we don't really know but as technology moves rapidly um i think you're going to find new solutions emerging and repurposing things uh that have just you know we will kind of become antiquated but how can we repurpose that for the future yeah i don't know how how dan um, let me put my Thomas Edison <laughs> cap back on. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> All right, I guess we should try to stick to today's challenges, I guess, that are, are right in front of us. Um, when we talk about, uh, you know, parks, you know, the big systems that a lot of garages and operators use. Um, yeah, when you say parks, let, let's tell people w- what you mean by that. That is parking and Revenue control systems. Ooh, yes. What an acronym. What a fancy word. Yes, P A R C S. Um, yes, I got to. Uh, I got to. I got to concentrate. Concentrate. Ah. <laughs> sorry, sorry. Yes, parks. Yes, that's exactly what they are. I got to sound smart there with with an acronym like that, didn't I? I, I set you up for that. Uh, thank you. <laughs> to knock it out of the park there. Um, but these parks, they they tend to cost quite a bit, right? I mean, how yeah. much can these systems cost? 50000 uh, yeah, uh, yeah, I mean, depending on the size of your business or the size of your mm-hmm. your lot, yeah, you're talking thousands of dollars, uh, tens of thousands annually, possibly. I mean, and I feel like people want to upgrade and they want to... Uh, that works because it's it's a gated system, it's controlled, you have your, your cameras, um, your license plate scanning, but right now... You want to conserve. You want to not spend so much money. Um, I mean, I've been finding and, and hearing, you know, seeing that there there's other less expensive solutions for enforcement, um, for self-park um, that aren't going to cost like these these thousands of dollars. Um, you know, it's like with, with uh, the license plate scanning, I think we were talking about, you just take any device – um, and it goes yeah. hand in hand with like a self park operation. Yeah, there's there's some solutions out there where you know it's a it's a subscription thing, and it can be used with a very light hardware, whether it be like a mobile device or any mobile device. And you can um, a attendant can just you know scan a license plate within seconds. You know whether or not that particular license plate, that particular car has a reservation, they can determine whether or not that car should be there. And I think that really helps with a lot enforcement. It helps with um, just, yeah, just knowing kind of being able to track, you know, what cars you have on on, on site. Um, so so those are s- there are some solutions out there that are really, really inexpensive, but also, you know, kind of 
you know, kind of ahead of the game. Mm. And, and, and don't cost $50,000 to, you know, employees. Yeah, it's one thing if you're, you know, l- let's say you're building a new um, office building, venue, hotel, something, and you're putting a lot of money into a, a new garage and you, you know, you're forward thinking and, and want to implement a lot of this hardware. That's a totally different thing from an existing parking lot that might not have any hardware but wants to kind of, you know, uh, adapt and start using technology. And so they, they might not have that upfront investment of buying all this hardware. So a lot of software tools um, are much more friendly to that type of budget. Mm. And yeah. if you wanted to use a camera for these smaller companies yeah, um, and you wanted to, is there a system like that where you could, where it doesn't cost a fortune, but you, you might have a gate or you still w- might want to have license plan scanning. You want to have the use of cameras to, to do that, to have even a, a more, a more secure operation. Like, is there something like that that exists that like someone could install? Like if I was Josh operator. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, there's, uh, there's LPR license plate reading uh, systems out there that exist. They, you know, they tend to vary in cost. They could be expensive if you're doing something very robust. Um, you know, using a open ALPR is a solution out there. Um, What's that? It's <laughs> it's it's a software API that uh, uh, allows you to scan a license plate, even with a smartphone. And um, it's able to pull information from the plate, like uh, the plate number, the state, and kind of populate it into your software or into your system and kind of tell you um, what, you know, what the vehicle is and, you know, make a record of it. So that way, if someone does want to enforce a lot and scan a plate, they could see whether or not they have a record of it being on their lot already or if they've made a reservation, something like that. Mm. Um, Using a software solution, you could theoretically get um, an IP camera, internet protocol camera, um, that has high enough megapixels and enough lighting at the right angle to capture plates um, and link it with that uh, system. So there are ways to do it. yeah, it's there's definitely workarounds and options out there right now. Another thing that's happening in this environment is pe- people trying to find a way to bring in some extra income. You do have obviously there's the marketplace. You have the arrives. You have spot here. You have pavement, um, and then I'm curious to hear Christina from you if you still see you know uh, the whole Airbnb concept right of parking. Um, there were a bunch of companies now that, that are doing that. But that sounds like a good idea in theory, right? Like, okay, I, I have a parking space. I can sell it. Is that picky, Is that taking off? Yeah. It, it's a great idea. And I've seen it work, but I, I don't know. It's like, it's like maybe is it Airbnb took a second to get there, but is it blossoming? Is, it, is there really a market for that? That's a really good question. Uh, the gig economy is a weird place, right? And I think that, you know, selling parking, whether you're, if you're a resident, right, and you have just a great space in a high traffic area where people need parking, it is a, it is, I mean, 
working in, in kind of big cities, people can actually make some money doing that, right? That's what I would, yeah. I, I, I mean, you've got, so. like, you've got like sporting events, right? That like, man, they need, you know, they need, instead of building incredibly expensive parking structures that A, take away from like our beautiful greenery and, you know, our just big concrete things, why not use better use of land? Why not have, you know, if, if somebody has a driveway or somebody has a, a small lot nearby that they want to kind of, you know, generate additional revenue um, when, you know, demand is there. And I think that it doesn't work for everybody across, you know, the nation, but I think in high metropolitan areas and places where, you know, parking is scarce, I think it's, it's a, it's a, it's a great, it's a great option. Yeah. I mean, I would think I'm asking because I would think today it would even pick up, you know, on that side. I, I would think that people would, people would be receptive to it now, right? Because you could do everything online. You can, educate the consumer on your space and all that and now even in this environment where i think something like that would be more acceptable and people would want to do it i'm still trying to wrap my head around is that demand there that's a great question i i I think the overall demand may have dropped a bit just because of the economy right now and i think less people well that's going out and about going out (laughs) yeah um it i think one of the challenges of it has been the concept of kind of retraining people's brains in terms of what parking is, how to do it. Because forever now, like, you don't really think about parking until you get to the destination. You're like, "Uh uh-oh, I got to find a place to park now. Like, where do I park? So now we want people to think, before you even leave, let's figure out your parking now. Which is what we've been trying to do for a while, right? Yeah. But this is accelerating that. Yeah, so... uh, you're retraining people on, on thinking for about parking ahead of time. Um, and now, yeah, now might be a good time for people to finally try it. Yeah. And, and truth be told, like, you know, I think developers are now looking at other options because, you know, parking minimums have dropped for a lot of developers, meaning they do, they don't need to actually have enough parking spaces for, whatever building that they are, you know, that they're, that they're yeah. putting into place. And uh, it's, this is an insane uh, statistic, but a parking space alone ranges from 24000 to $50,000 a space mm. when, when it comes to yeah. building parking or building a structure. So it's a very costly endeavor. So if there are ways to, u- you know, make better use of land, use the, the lot that's nearby that, you know, isn't, isn't always at full capacity, using other me- other um, satellite or s- nearby uh, solutions is an option for developers to, you know, still be able to, you know, attract and, and have a place for their, their customers to park, but just giving them kind of like a more of a network within the area. And I think that there's also solutions that uh, provide multi-route parking that help inc- increase public transportation. So meaning you can, you can look you know, uh, new new innovative stuff that Pavement's doing in the sense that you can figure out your route, your travel experience based on, okay, a train drops me off here, there's some lots that I can park here, and I can walk, and it's a one-minute walk to my destination. And it kind of just provides you with, like, this way, and this just, you know, I think I think that's a, 
it's it's kind of an, an exciting thing, right? Yeah. You, you just it really connects kind of all different you know ways in in terms of transportation, and I think we need to take that into account. I mean, driving around looking for a parking is not. I mean, it's It's A, annoying. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It puts CO2 in the air. It's just like, you know, if you know where you're going and you instead of just knowing the destination, why not figure out where you're going to park? I feel like we're there. (laughs) We should be there, right? I feel like, is the word precipice? Is that the right word? Like We're on the precipice. Tipping point, yeah. The tipping point where where that should really be in in our minds get directions um, not to the venue get directions to your parking spot and then your and car you're done yeah and then there's that whole your car is going to know right when you pull up at some point you'll have some sort of gps system in the car the car will talk to you tell you where to park i don't know is, is thomas is that <laughs> I, i'm still working on it <laughs> awesome um all right, let's uh, let's get to some of. Them. I have two fun questions for you guys. Let's get to the exciting fun part. Well, not that the other part wasn't exciting and fun, that's but right, that's right. let's get a little let's get a little personal here. Let's get a little uh-huh. personal parking experience here, <laughs> Christina. Yes, I'm going to ask you what was the most expensive parking experience you were in, where it was. Because of convenience, like you paid, you actually, because you needed this convenience when it came to parking, you paid for, for, for that experience. Do you have anything? What's the, what's the most expensive? Oh, geez. That's a good question. Um, desperate times call for desperate measures. Um, well, what comes to mind is uh, mo- most recently, my complex only provides me with one parking spot hmm. and so all my guests come to, s- to visit and ma comes into town and ma's like what do you mean i gotta i gotta park here and i gotta pay 35 dollars to, to hey like, to visit you what what uh, is this <laughs> mom can't pay right ma's like, she's, and so uh, yeah and i was you know talking with my my um you know with the um the building and i was like listen i, I need a guest spot like you know like this this is ridiculous right like i i have you know friends and family and and uh and it was like it was like for another guest spot it's like 150 bucks a month right and i was like okay you know i'm only gonna use it when ma is in town but like 35 dollars a night like it's gonna pay for itself like uh, right and so now i'm like okay i guess it's I guess I'm gonna, you know, pull the trigger. Got to do it for Ma. And now I have a guest spot. So uh. I, anyone who wants to come visit me, <laughs> I wow. can, they can actually come and visit me now. But you're yeah. so nice. That's so nice. One hundred and fifty dollars on top of everything else. I mean, it's not. That's parking for you right it's there. Like for one spot, right? I'm like, all right. I mean, it comes out to, yeah, and it's not being used all the time. I should rent that out. On Airbnb. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> hello. <laughs> Dan. What do you got for me? This is what I got. What was the scariest parking experience you've had in your lifetime? And I say scary. I, I'm hoping to get a scary. Ooh. Is there a scary? We got S- Halloween coming up. We're in fall. Scary. Uh, you know, I'm sure I do have a scary experience, but what is scary to me? <laughs> I, I'm I'm very particular about my car. I, I take care of it like a baby so i did have a parking experience in which my car was damaged <gasps> Ooh, gasp right gasp <gasps> gasp <laughs> this was 
I, I went to a friend's wedding, and the venue, it, they only did valet parking. Um, and this isn't a knock against valets. I love all the valets out there, except for this valet. <laughs> you had a Ferris Bueller experience? Is that what? Um, I don't know if it was a Ferris. You know what? It could have been a Ferris Bueller experience. <laughs> I go to retrieve my car at the end of the night, and they've, they've parked it kind of out on the street. And they, oh, they, so the obviously the reception went late into the night, so they kind of just gave people their keys. They went around giving people their keys back. So when I go to, so I had the keys to my car. I go to leave, and what do I notice? Two of my wheels are scratched. <gasps> oh, what do you mean, the rims? The rims. Oh. And this is a car 22s? That <laughs> 22s <laughs> a little big. I think 19s. Um, I'm not rolling. <laughs> but they're, you they're, are. They're, they're good wheels. Um, and I had gotten the car maybe like three months earlier. So I was devastated. Ooh. And you want to know what they did about it? A whole lot of nothing. Zero. <gasps> Zero. Zero. Nilch. Nilch. Zada. What's up with that? I don't know. You complain? Oh, I complained. Stern letter? St- I, I had a carrier pigeon deliver this letter, okay? <laughs> huh. That's but, I'm yeah. sorry to hear that. I mean, you know. It, it, hey. It happens. Very yeah, It's the price though. of having a car. I mean, Christine... Christine's paying 150 bucks just to keep mom happy. Ma. Look, you know what? I, 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 I've made it through it. <laughs> and much like uh, this pandemic, the only way I'm going to get through it is together with you guys. <laughs> together. Together, but six feet apart. <laughs> but six feet apart. That's right. Josh, this has been a great adventure. Has it been, though? Yeah. Class action park type of <laughs> great adventure? Um, <laughs> sorry, that was off the topic there. Class Action Park is a documentary on HBO about a theme park in New Jersey that is very, uh, did things kind of off the book. Check it out. Yeah. It was entertaining. <laughs> the, the parking there was just absolutely insane. <laughs> um, guys and gal, thank you so much for joining me on this podcast. Um, this has been great. Uh, I'm, I'm, I want to ask you back. Would you come back? Cause for th- you, Josh? Yes, of course. For me, really? I I come back for you. Yeah, it's this not is really this, fun. It's not this red plush room that we're in right I mean, now. It, oh, if our listeners could see this room. Yeah, I feel like I'm inside a velvet rope right now. <laughs> That's what it is. You are in a velvet rope. <laughs> yeah. So t- is that a yes, Dan? Uh, you know what, uh, Josh, I will be back. Yes. Thank you. Awesome. <laughs> um, hope everyone is out there safe and healthy. And uh, you know what? Like my mom always says, we will get through this. We will, we will, we will all strive. My mom never says anything like that. Actually, she says things like, uh, "Marvin, shut up." That's what my mom says usually. But again, thank you. We'll see you on the next PLP. Be safe. Thanks, guys. Bye. Bye. Hello, everybody, and just as a reminder. Please go to ParkingLaunch.com and subscribe to our podcast. We're also on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, all those wonderful things as Parking Launch. You can look us up and be uh, part of our family. See you next time.